0: Hello and welcome to the Tukineko podcast, round two, just adjust volume, wah, wow, baby! There we go. Uh, welcome to the Toucan podcast, round two, um, it's round two for us because we're just doing back-to-back podcasts right now, not because we had certain things to say, but because the atmos that we've created in the flat is so nice, we're having some drinks under colourful smart lighting, um, the ambiance is nice, so...
1: Talk away. Talk away. First of all, let's set the scene. We've got a red light and a purple light above us. We're in our living room. I'm surrounded by what most people would call mess. <laughs> um, I can see two guitars, hundreds of records, and we're sitting in front of a green screen. <laughs> James has got a beer. I'm tucking into a whiskey. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious stuff. So we just finished a podcast about creativity, which I really enjoyed. Um, and we want to do another one. Uh, as James mentioned, we don't know what to talk about yet. Uh, we probably, uh, I don't know, crypto.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about crypto, like Nearly a little not. bit. Um, the future. <laughs> so we could either talk, we could talk a bit about current state of Tukeneco, um, A bit about... Sort of the next stages of it I guess reflections
1: this is great I think that's good um, let's talk about reflections So, about a year ago James and I took a big step we moved into a flat together um, because we wanted to spend more time focused on music we wanted a real music centric flat mm. and that has been transformative I think we've been far more creative uh, our output has increased. Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Um, and I think what's important to note is that the people that you spend the most time around uh, will influence what you do. I massively. think that's a
0: problem for us. Is I that think a problem? Because we spend all the time with each other, so things get just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we talk to each other like no other... <laughs> two humans in the world that, could, like, no one could come in and really fully understand if they witnessed just a day in our flat, because it's mostly noise, like, the words went after about six months, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, now it will just be like, like, just, yeah. and, like, meld together with accents and, like, stutters, <laughs> so, yeah, the people around you do influence each other, um, We we've, but we've, we're on a new level of communication now.
1: Yeah, if, if you want to imagine what our, what our communication is a bit like, it's sort of combining uh, random noises, um, a bit of uh, the Rick and Morty dynamic, um, that sort of speech, So especially episode one. Episode one of Rick and Morty is quite close to how we speak in the flat. <laughs> Combine that with accents, um, Australian accent most of all, that's, yeah. that's a fun one to do. Yeah. Um, but great coffee and great food.
0: Yeah. That's I mean. Oh no! It's been great. It's been great. It's been so good, um, especially for me because you're a better cook than me. So I, I've I've like, I've married up. <laughs> I'm out of my league in terms of uh, cuisine, but i But it's also I've I've tried to you know get better at my cooking. So mm. that's it's helped. I've helped me raise my level. When yep. your flatmate cooks you a good meal on the Wednesday, you're like, hmm. Gotta pull out the stops on Thursday. Beans on toast is not gonna do <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I've taught you some food.
1: I've I've taught you how to make a curry. I taught yeah, how to I forgot make a carbonara. quite
0: quickly. But I know it's mostly like just looking up my own recipe and trying to mm. trying to make something that I puts some effort into and like mm. trying to make it flavoursome. And it's, it's actually really good practice, like cooking for other people versus mm. yourself, because you think you just automatically think a bit more about the mm. the flavours or like trying to vary it up or trying to do yeah. something more impressive. It's not like I'm trying to impress you every time, but it's just like. Um, when you cook for yourself, there's not that much impetus to get better. Like, there is a bit, mm. but, like, you can fall into the, like, how I cooked for myself, like, before we lived together, when I truly did cook for myself, we didn't, I didn't do as many joint flat meals in previous places I've lived. Um, whereas we cook joint meals, like, quite a lot of the time. Um, but you, you're just kind of like, oh, end of the work day, like, oh, I've just got to, like, throw some food on, like, um, and I would try and improve some things, I was getting more into cooking, but... Yeah, there's a side note on food, but like...
1: No, I think that's great, actually, because I, I would say that my cooking has also improved since I moved in here because mm. we have meals together, um, and that's great. Like, I, I, I definitely find that when I'm cooking for myself, um, I tend to make stuff that I quite like, but when I want to serve it to another person, I think that it's probably not suitable for other people, <laughs> <laughs> because... It's what would quite...
0: you do to it that you wouldn't do for other people?
1: Well, I would just eat green lentils cooked in white wine and chicken stock, back to back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is delicious. <laughs> well, and easy.
1: Well, it's 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 easy and it's not it's not delicious enough to serve to people. Um I I barely ever served it to days actually, but um
0: oh, I think it's really nice. It's just healthy as fuck
1: mm. and easy as fuck and tastes fine. And um, mm. the stuff that I would serve to other people is much nicer. Yeah. <laughs> I generally sacrifice health and ease <laughs> for
0: taste, taste. For, for other people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so I don't know how to wrap that back to music and can echo James, but oh, um, that's just a—it's uh, one asset of the flat, or aspect <laughs> rather than asset. I suppose it's an asset. it could be an asset. Yeah. My cooking. If is we were if we were selling a flat as a B and B,
1: oh, the meals that have been cooked in this kitchen. Yeah,
0: oh. it makes up for the mess. <laughs> 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 we have a, a morning wake up call <laughs> of like coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> great. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Yeah. No. It's like. It's weird. It's almost hard to... I mean, we've been through weird times in the flat anyway because of, like, all the COVID stuff and the lockdowns and all that shit. Um, So it's sort of weird to remember, like, pre-COVID life anyway. Mm. But it's also, for me, like, pre-flat life. (laughs) Like, pre-sort of living the way that we do now. And, like, you know, this this sort of way of living won't be forever. And I think we'll, like, look back on it as, like, a really fun, fun Mm. thing to sort of live with a friend and, like, really be fully immersed in creativity without like any other life or responsibilities kind of thing you know mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it was a it was i just think about before and like we were starting to ramp up like this however much to we were doing like i essentially we talked about the journey to connect before but at least in my mind like i didn't really think music could be a serious thing that you could do without getting signed to a label until about 2018 2017 2018 when i discovered like digital marketing and kind of these people who were just running music careers without any help and i was like shit that's what i've always wanted to do but i just never thought it was possible um so i sort of mentioned that because like with that came this like scaling up of Echo from something that was just like oh we'll just make some songs for fun and i'll do my job and that'll be my life to like oh shit like let's really put some effort into this and Um, see how good we can make it and try and actually build fans for it and that kind of thing Um, so it's like gradually gone from someone we practice like once a month and you know think about doing yeah well literally once every couple of weeks or once every month to then like starting to book even though we're living in separate places like starting probably doing one day every weekend and one day a week or something like practicing and meeting up to do like website stuff or whatever so things moving quite slowly mm. um then yeah with it was sort of just ramping up at the end of 2019 and early 2020 like doing a few more gigs and stuff and then all the like lockdown happened and we like should have been i suppose it should have sort of been a uh, split up and not worked or whatever but we actually did quite a lot over lockdown virtually and in person eventually when we could meet up again so that kind of just laid the foundation like that. It was been a gradual build up, I suppose, for two years or so before we moved into the flat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. The, the flat and getting the practice space, like, really... I mean, it's just... It, na- it naturally led to... Living together and stuff naturally leads to doing more, which is a choice that we made. And it's, that certainly turned out well. Um, there's also the mindset stuff. The, the mindset stuff of, like, we paid for a practice room. And yeah, just when I get... When I get home, there's a green screen in the living room and there's, like, guitars all over the flat and we sit down and listen to records. Like, it's just music just becomes, like, a thing that's running through my life, like, more and and to the point that I want it to be. Like, it was always... uh, Not, like, a dirty secret, but it was always something that you kind of had to, like, fit in around normal people, like your other friends I guess who don't play music like they're very supportive and always like kind of enthusiastic and come to gigs and stuff they're certainly not like negative about it but you feel much more self-conscious in like living that kind of life uh in front of them or making noise or like not being available to go and do drinks because you're like recording or mixing or whatever if you got I me mean. mm.
1: so, so I think um i i think that it's only gonna ratchet up you know mm. because at the moment we are strongly considering moving out of London which will let us get less demanding jobs mm. um which will allow us to spend more time seeking echo. Mm. um i th- i th- i think um I, I i just i just think it's going going in a good direction
0: mm. um yeah, it's been, it's been quite a, a tough year in some ways, just, but mostly because of stuff outside of music and not because of music, you know what I mean? Like, the music bit's almost been the thing that's, like, kept me going, or I've really enjoyed or really, like, thrown myself into it over the past year, and I've just got zero, zero regrets, the only regrets is not doing more, <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of spending time doing other stuff, and yeah. it's partly because it's been locked down and you can't, like, kind of have us you can't go on holidays or do other other things to distract yourself um so it kind of music becomes more appealing when you're locked down and there's like nothing else to do um mm-hmm. but yeah just that's the funny thing about doing it like I've got growing growing enthusiasm i just feel just when i'm in like this environment or when i'm like making music i just feel like more myself than other places and i just feel like more free and more um connected to something that just like really lights me up if you know what i mean mm. um just yeah how you structure your environment and your life mm. just makes such a difference doesn't it
1: yeah i, I feel like there's something un- underlying here. i think um particularly where, 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 when i look back to how far we've come into connected it's like um the amount of work we put in on a weekly basis is magnitudes more than we did a year ago and then even bef- the year mm. before that it was magnitudes more as well and I just wonder what it will be like next year or the year after that and I think it will just ca- continue to in- increase mm. at a similar rate and we'll look back at where we were now and um, think we weren't doing <laughs> and, and uh, we were barely doing anything for the mm. okay. and I think that's interesting because the big steps that create those magnitudes of work extra it's a terrible sentence i'll try that again <laughs> yeah. i like it that was like a latin sentence <laughs> or something. the magnitudes
0: big of work extra that steps make that was that was a poet <laughs> each
1: increase in like work output to me, has sort of been marked by like an actual drastic change in the way that we work and our sort of lifestyles. Mm. Um, so the big one, obviously, is getting a flat um, together in London. That's the recent one. And before that, it was um, me leaving my previous band and mm. working, focusing completely on taking Echo. And um, that's why I'm excited for our <laughs> highly likely move to Leeds. <laughs>
0: One of us says definitely. One of us is like, <laughs> I, how think is like going. How, I think we're we going. We did. We did shake that we were going. I've and... told
1: my extended family. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I've got to change jobs. That's the only thing. So that's the only yeah. reason I'm uncertain is like, it's more the logistics of it than the. Because I want, I want to do it. Like I'm, I'm keen to do it. Like in myself, it's mm. more the like, oh shit! I've got to deal with like life. You know, yeah. there's there's so many like little obstacles we've got to yeah. get through. So it's not really like a. I just ha- yeah. I I can't like, it's not definite in my mind yet because i was just like, well, there's these things that I haven't worked out how to overcome yet. Mm. So it's whether you declare definite before you've got through the obstacles or you go like. Yeah, yeah. But
1: so I I'm I'm genuinely excited to see how much our work changes and how much more we can produce when we move to Leeds and. Yeah. Uh, the, just to see the quality of our musicianship and the mm. songs that we make and I, i'm just really excited to see what happens mm. for those of you who are wondering what leeds is if you don't live in the uk <laughs> <laughs> what's a leeds <laughs> <laughs> it's a um it's a city in the north of england yeah uh quite close to manchester
0: it's actually very common people moving from london to leeds a lot of people are doing it really yeah i was looking it up online oh fair um it's, it's quite common. Just think, the quality of life is better.
1: Yeah.
0: London, it, I think, because we've lived, we've been in London quite a while. Like, I've lived yeah. in London four years now. Yeah. I think you just get used to it. You do get like in a bubble. It's such a big city. Yeah. There's so much going on. Um, a lot. of My family are from around here, so like, it's a, a lot of them have lived in London at some point or still do, kind of thing. Like. Yeah. Um, it's you forget like how expensive it is or that you could yeah. live near different cities yeah or you're a different like countryside different like set of people and mm-hmm. events on and stuff like um there's something some things about London that are sort of the ultimate in terms of like scale of the city or
1: mm. public
0: transport or whatever there were, there were definitely things yeah it's, but... and it's
1: great if you want to uh, flourish in a corporate career mm.
0: but that's the thing yeah The, the certain like jobs are here mm. and it's hard <clears throat> both um just financially um time-wise and emotionally slash mentally to do artistic stuff here Mm. so artists do do it and there are musicians who live in london but
1: yeah it's yeah
0: it's set up for people to work um to high paid jobs and higher and higher paid jobs kind of thing Mm. um not everyone but like but um, a, de- a decent number of people come to like build their careers in London and earn as much money as possible and the lifestyle like builds around that rather than around like a creative sort of thing
1: yeah I mean i I, I got to say this because the, the, there are a number of artists in London and it's without a doubt a fantastic hub for arts and music mm. but I, it's not a great place if you're just starting out so if you're like a, a an up and coming producer moving to London is a great thing to do if mm. you're not going to move to LA move to London mm. um, or if you uh, if, if, if you're sort of again just a, any sort of up and coming artist mm. I think that there's a, there's a great scene in London mm. um, but it's just so big and sprawling at the lower levels that it's almost non-existent It's there, there's so many Bands, unknown bands in London, mm. that you can't get to know all of them. There's no low-level music scene. Mm. And I think there. I think that would be the same across all art forms. I think
0: it could be common in like big cities. Yeah, there's like Well, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? There's not like a small group that you get to know yeah. in terms of other groups. It's not necessarily like the biggest reason that we're moving. Like I think personally, I think it's more the stuff of like freeing up time and like. And being able to live on a bit less money and that kind of thing, just like, just like simplifying down, it's quite hard to keep up with London sort of rent and lifestyle and that kind of thing. Um, so I think actually the bigger change. I I don't think the music scene is necessarily better. Like where we're going to move, but it's it's just different. I don't think it's better or worse. Um, and like, I think online stuff is. As important as local gig stuff, yeah. For what we do, so it depends how many local gigs you end up playing.
1: I I, I would say it's easier to be a small band in a small city. I think that the promoters for gig venues are better. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the there's no sort of I mean the the promoting for low level bands in London is just it's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, you have to. Buy yeah. tickets beforehand, and you have to commit to bringing a certain number of people, which isn't feasible. Especially if you want to play multiple gigs a month, you can't really do that. Mm. Um, and I don't think that's the same in smaller cities.
0: Yeah, but everything sort of scaled down, I guess. Like less. I think you can hit a ceiling if you're a band who's really based out of a certain city. Yeah, but if you
1: hit that ceiling, great. Move to a bigger city. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Like, I would say it was. My I other mean, our I other experience as our teenage band where like we lived kind of in small town slash village like outside of reading was kind of our closest town mm-hmm. um and i'd say it was slightly easier to get like your foot in the door in places there just like a lot less bands it's a lot clearer like the route that you take to get on the like ladder like they'll have like one or two grassroots venues mm. um which if they go like the whole music scene kind of falls apart because that's like the bottom thing isn't it like they're mm. trying to get it made into flats right now <laughs> oh, facebook <laughs> yeah <really>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um which is an amazing venue and like amazing people who give like young bands a chance to do their first shows and stuff like mm. um it's super cool so so there is it's find it quite hard if you're a young band in london like just where you start without getting into sort of bad ticketing practices and that kind of thing yeah i've um and you know I've been to good gigs in london and it's definitely good for like big industry stuff like that's all here so i feel like you can quite easily end up back here but for me it's also 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 a change of scene like inspiration from a new place like as i said i've been here for like four or five years i've worked here for five years but four lived here for like four in a row um i think sometimes it can be good to change things up but like also change things up with the calculated sort of intention of like doubling down on this music stuff a bit more um because yeah that's been like the best part of my like past year it's Been so much fun um the most fun that i've had in any band any flat all combined it's just so much fun oh bro um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been good me too <laughs> and that's amazing considering the lockdowns considering like it's all just yeah. been such an intense period, like, in the world. So, um, yeah, just just lucky to enjoy it that much. Just lucky to be in a band that, like, you in... it's, like, just fun, like, half the time, you know, still? It's yeah. not like a gotta fucking make this top 40 hit and kind of compromise, like, what you're doing or, like, not like the other people in the <laughs> band or whatever. Like, people, I, I think, to, like, other sort of wider people in my life or whatever that it's interesting actually, because I think the reactions actually softened. So the, the moment we've taken on and done music like more intensely this year, mm. the reaction of like other people in my life, who didn't really kind of understand or like didn't take it very seriously. It's actually like sort of softened up a bit. Cause they can just see that when you do it like that much and you clearly just enjoy it, <laughs> um, they actually kind of go like, Oh, maybe, maybe music ambition isn't so bad. Cause like, <laughs> Clearly, clearly you wouldn't do it that much if you didn't like it that much kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that, that's my only other reflection for the year is just like, I've worked so hard on music stuff this year, like just fucking long, long hours, like all weekends, like holidays mm-hmm. to record bass. And I come out, I mean, maybe not from the bass days, but I'd come out from most of those days just being like, ah. Oh, We're talking long fucking days, like pretty much sat on the floor playing bass from like 9am to about midnight or something, Mm. like hardly eating, hardly noticing the time going, like it could be, it's it's completely mental, but, (laughs) um, I come out feeling refreshed, I'm just like, ah, if I could just do this all the time, like I just get so, just lost, it's just a complete flow, um. It's just a rant why I like music so much. <laughs> That's
1: great. great. That's great. Whiskey Interlude. Let's go.
0: Whiskey Interlude. That was the theme tune. Dum, dum. I'm
1: currently tucking into some, some Toritoki. It's my fave. A favourite of the flat. James loves it. <laughs> Harry loves it. And for those looking to sample some Japanese... Whiskey, Suntory Toki, is a great starting point because it's cheap as fuck and it tastes great. Um, not smoky, just your regular old sweet whiskey.
0: So Japan famous for whiskey? It is now. Now it's been promoted on the Toucan Echo <laughs> podcast, sponsored by... <laughs>
1: Japan Japan have always been quite good at whiskey. Yeah. But in the last 10 years, that's sort of become clear. Yeah. And, um, they've had a lot more hype around their whiskies that they've been creating. Um, and I don't necessarily know why I probably should read into this more, but um, Suntory is a massive um, company that owns a load of whiskies, and I think they've mm. probably promoted them a bit better. But they, they've mm. also got a lot of attention. I think generally the trend with whisky is going away from... Uh, the Highlands of Scotland. Mm. Um, because, I mean, I, I've got a whiskey on my shelf there from India. And that whisky um, won so many awards oh, last wow. year. emirate Fusion, for anyone who's looking at it. but um, that, that, that whiskey from India won loads of awards. And um, there's, there's whiskies from all sorts of um, interesting places popping mm. up. And it's great. Um, I mean, I'd still say that Scotch whisky's got the largest variety because it's just the most um, old producer of whiskey. So there's so mm. many different distilleries. Mm. There's islands, Isla in the, uh, the the sort of um, island of Scotland. It? It's just an island, and it's just mm. devoted to whiskey creation. Everyone who lives on the island works at the distillery. So Amazing. you've got Lagavulin, that's also on the chair next to me, made on Isla. Um, Amazing. Anyway. I could go on about this stuff for a while, but that's not what we're here for, James. Let's conclude <laughs> no, the No, no, it's Insulut. cool, it's
0: cool, it's cool. I liked Risky lid. I learned something. <laughs> I learned something. Um,
1: so, genuinely, we're just excited about moving and spending more time into Tukin Echo. And, mm. and we hope that the stuff we create reflects that. Mm. We hope that we make songs and they... Sound like we put more effort into them because yeah. we are putting more and more effort into our into our work. Yeah, and we're getting better at the same time, so it's sort of mm. double, double edged sword, double double effect, double double trouble <laughs> with James and Harry.
0: That's our alternative name. <laughs> God, what a terrible name! That'll be our covers band name when when we start doing weddings when all this falls through. <laughs> double who's, trouble. Who's gonna get a <laughs> Here's Dancing in the Moonlight.
1: <laughs> who's gonna get a two pieces? <laughs> Function band for their wedding.
0: Well, okay, kids parties. It'll be cheaper.
1: <laughs> kids parties
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Just, just you know, slight change of direction.
1: Yeah. So it's probably about time to get onto our crypto discussion, James.
0: Ah, uh, crypto. I mean, we could talk about NFTs, but I'm not like wildly educated on it. Neither am um, I. That's
1: that's that'll probably be a podcast in the future when we talk about NFTs.
0: Yeah, when when we've made our first NFT, but. Um, I think the only thing I take from it right now is that because right now it's in I'm going to talk about NFTs but right now it's in the kind of really early stages and it's like kind of gimmicky or like first iterations of it Um, but there is a lot that people don't see the potential of the technology so it's
1: should we clarify what an NFT is?
0: yeah so an NFT is a non-fungible token um which is based off the blockchain and it's basically a kind of digital signature for a, a digital bit of media so like an image or a video or a bit of text or a
1: first tweet like yeah, recent yeah. examples are the um, internet meme of charlie bit my finger or the first ever tweet or yeah the, the, there's a few sort of famous yeah. bits of internet history which is sold mm. as an nft
0: so basically the creator can make that into a coin or a like a, token. a token yeah yeah it's sort of equivalent to a coin um in like you know a, a sort of blockchain currency but like a a token um on the blockchain so when when someone has that someone buys that token and puts it into their wallet they've got like a um single, uh, non kind of duplicable version of that thing. So it's a, a kind of like a certificate of ownership of that digital asset. It doesn't mean they're the only person that can see or read it, mm-hmm. you know, like if you own an article, it doesn't mean that no one else can read that article. It's like, you just have the thing of like, this is, you know, this is the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you have to kind of come, come at it from like a collector's sort of mindset rather than a utility thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I mean one is quite easy to explain of like people collect watches or like original art or like um sports cars and all sort of things like there's all sort of things that people buy to kind of express themselves like um there, there's like there is some something special about having the original and basically like if you imagine the world a <laughs> hundred times more virtual than it is now like it will matter like what you have in your digital wallet, like what you, if, if, if the whole word's in VR or something, if we're going to really extend out into the future. Yeah.
1: You, you invite your mate around to your VR pad and you've got this, um, mm. token of, mm. a, a, an artwork or you've got like a, I don't know, mm. the artwork for Kanye's latest album. And you mm. own that. And that's your, your you own that artwork mm. digitally. Mm. And that's just in your virtual pad that you invite your mate around to. Mm. So they can see that.
0: But also there's this thing of so but so that's kind of the basic thing of like what it is. But the the interesting thing that could be like revolutionary behind the technology is that like they're basically you can write like contracts in code like into these NFTs. So not only are you just selling someone a a copy saying this is the original bit of art, kind of it's on the blockchain. It's got a certain identity like number. You know that it is. You know you've got like the real thing that the creator like deemed, you know, be the real token. Um, but also you can put in special, um, conditions coded like into it. So, I mean, the, the most basic one is that the artist can get like a percent of resale value. And often these things like do go up. People are buying NFTs right now because they think that the artist might then get big and they've got like an original work kind of Mm -hmm. thing that someone else will want in their wallet in 10 years time. It's like an original NFT kind of thing. And they'll be able to sell it for more money. But the difference is like the artists can like code in that whenever that transaction happens, they'll automatically get like a cut of it. Um, and um, Gary V's made made some NFTs now called V Friends, um, which uh, expand on the concept even more because I think he really understands like where this is going to go. So he's created a, a conference, basically a yearly conference. And the NFTs that he sell provide different levels of like tickets to the conference. So you're getting both like a bit of IP, like a kind of bit of art. Or so he's got done it in characters. So he, he's made up loads of his own characters, like Patient Panda and like, uh, I don't know, Hard Work Hippo or something. Attentive uh, asparagus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like all all these different characters he's like drawn himself and made up, um, and he's made them to NFTs. And with the NFT, you get both, you know, the NFT itself will probably go up in value and, um, attendance to this conference and certain like levels of privilege at these conference, or like you get sent like random free stuff. And like, there's all sorts of like interesting contracts with it. And that's how he sees NFTs in future that they're these like VIP access sort of things or whatever, doing some things that people do already, but like on the blockchain, it's a particular like labeled, um, bit of art that's also attached to an experience or like particular thing um so that's nfts but the you have to have like an audience ready it's you can't really build your audience on nfts yet they're a niche thing um they're the sort of thing of if you have a die-hard audience for you they'll go out and try and buy your nfts they'll get their wallet set up and shit um but a lot of people make the mistake. It's like, oh, what I need to do is go and mint an NFT, like, Strava. It's like, no, no, no. Get, like, building your audience. Get something that people want to be VIP fans of. Mm. That they want to go backstage. Or they want to, like, hear what your next song is first or whatever. Um, yeah. We should do a
1: proper episode on that when we're well-read. Yeah. Because that's a fascinating topic. And it will revolutionise. Revolutionise.
0: Will revolutionise right. <laughs>
1: and how artists mm. in the future.
0: But I Don't get anything to say
1: on that. I th- I think you covered most of it. Um, apart from the uh, NFT for blind when I see the sun dropping soon.
0: <laughs> you just got to make it. <laughs>
1: I think it's probably quite easy to mint them, so maybe I should. Yeah.
0: Um, I'll probably buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the two like buying back our own stock. <laughs> I believe in the Tucaneco brand, baby. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'd say is that like stuff like this is gonna make being an artist more viable, not less, in the future. Like now's already probably the best time to be an artist. I know you can argue that you can make more money on records like previously, but the level of like opportunities and um, ability to access your audience, like anyone, it fucking blows my mind every time I go. Like I could. If I had their number, I could contact anyone in the world instantly. Like, I could just get to them. I may not even need their number. I could just post on Facebook or me. And, like, anyone in the world could read exactly what you wanted to tell them instantaneously. Well, that's insane. insane. Um, so, basically, yeah, the opportunities to communicate with your fan base and stuff have never been better. And they will only get better. So, this sort of stuff should just give you, like, confidence that, like, it will do it exploring like creative stuff as a potential like thing that you can do with your life is not completely crazy um it's possible very much possible to do right now and there's going to be things that open up that make it even more possible um so yeah you don't have to become a dentist necessarily but if you want to become a dentist go for it i need a dentist for my wisdom tooth <laughs> So, some people should be dentists.
1: If anyone's a dentist, let us know. James doesn't want to pay the fees for his wisdom teeth. So, if you're a fan, we'll give you some freebies in return for the removal of James' teeth. Now, I like
0: my dentist. It's just expensive. And plus, he always tells me I need my wisdom teeth out. Try and bribe him to just say, oh, no, they look fine. Yeah. How are we doing? Thirty-four minutes. Any other? Any other thoughts? Reflection. But this. The rough aim was. I mean, we. I did ramble about NFTs for a bit. The rough aims were reflections and looking forward to the future. So, do you have any reflections or any forward lookings?
1: My main point is my main thought right now in my head. This is a lucid podcast, everyone. But th- but this is the main thought in my head. <laughs> I'm not a natural podcaster because I don't like to say things <laughs> I don't like a good ramble I just speak when spoken to
0: <laughs> well trained <laughs> that's very a drummer <laughs> no. express yourself on the old yeah, may- skins maybe, and tom-toms
1: yeah. maybe the old tom-toms and the high hats
0: Whereas I've got to be up front spouting words. You just (laughs) just
1: talk and talk and talk, and here I am. I mean, I'm just sipping my whiskies and having a great time. Enjoying the atmosphere. This green screen adds something to the (laughs) the room. (laughs) It's rare that I have a train of thought to really explore. So, to answer your question, James, no, (laughs) I don't have anything else I want to cover. I've said everything else and everything that I need to say.
0: And with that, <laughs> <laughs> we can end the podcast there, I guess.
1: Loose Podcasts with James and Harry.
0: Oh, I think this is more reflective. I think it was, I think it was nice.
1: Yeah. We I was, I'm very relaxed. This is what I wanted.
0: <laughs> cool, cool myself down. Right, well, thank you so much for tuning in to the 2Connectgo podcast today. It's been nice. Um, we've recorded two podcasts, which is a bumper effort. And um, we will speak soon. Blind When I See The Sun is out now on streaming services. <laughs> Any other final... Podcasts
1: are coming. <laughs> I wish I could say we release these okay, regularly, but we haven't done <laughs> Uh, But we like to do these, so we will not stop making them. We just don't know where the next one's going to be. We'll be back. We'll be back.
0: (laughs) Hasta!